The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the next, uh, this edition of the Source of Truth podcast, and we're glad you're with us this morning, and we're glad that we can spend this week together in the Word of God, and we hope today will be an encouragement to you. We're going to be in the, in the book of Psalms, chapter 107. We're going to pick up where we left off last time as we evaluate a section of Scripture, just a few verses here. And this morning, I'm encouraged because I'm encouraged by this point because I think we're going to take a chance to be able to answer a question that many in the world have asked. And uh, why do certain things happen? Now, we're not going to be able to answer every aspect. We've mentioned this before. Why do good things happen to bad, or let me rephrase that, why do bad things happen to good people? And, and this will be one of those answers. It won't be the total. Sometimes a simple answer is that's just life and God allows these things to happen. Sometimes God's got a plan. But here is one unique thing that happens in some scenarios that we're going to see in this passage. And frankly, as we finish the passage, it says down in verse 15, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. So we read the verse before this is going to be intriguing that uh, the psalmist here states in these verses we're reading thank the Lord for his goodness and when we read these you're going to say initially doesn't really sound like goodness and so let's let's look at these verses and evaluate them and then we'll give you an idea of why we'll talk about why I think truly this is the goodness of God so verse number 10 Psalm 107 verse number 10 so he's talking, he just said, said in verse 9 that he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with such goodness. So then he turns over to a different group of people in verse 10. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and irons. So he talks about this, this rough background, this circumstances, these overwhelming um, oppressive circumstances, darkness and the shadow of death, being bound by all the struggles of life. It just seems overwhelming. How they get there, verse 11, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. So he starts off here and he talks about how they got to this circumstance. And so I think we need to take a second and understand these are people that life circumstances have surrounded them and it is absolutely overwhelming. Things are happening kind of from everywhere and you say, what's going on? So there's, there could be a lot of things. We've mentioned that sometimes this is just life. We live in a, in a broken world and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that sometimes God does not intervene. He just allows life to come the way it is. But there are some circumstances, some seasons of life, to where what we're looking at is not just, you know, hey, this is just the way life is. It's, it's not even necessarily a list of my decisions. Well, I'm hurting financially, you know, my power's out because I didn't pay my bill. That's, that's not the idea. This is, he says in verse 10, or verse 11, they rebelled against the words of God. So they rebelled against the truth that they had in the Bible, they know to be true. But then he went further and said, and condemn the counsel of the Most High. The counsel most high, first of all, God, the advice that God had given him, and it's given through counselors, through preachers, through priests in this Old Testament time. So, so they have the information. So let's, let's look at who he's talking about. Technically, because he's using in the context of the history of Israel, he's referencing the truth of Israel. And that many times in the history of Israel, they found themselves in captivity. They found themselves in great oppression simply because they were given the truth of God. They were given the history of their heritage but for whatever reason, 
They chose to ignore it. They chose to know the truth and go the opposite way. So therefore, because, as he says in verse 11, their rebellion, well, they found themselves in these circumstances, in this overwhelming, oppressive circumstances. And yes, what they did is they found themselves in a situation brought onto them by God. Because he says in verse 12, he brought down their heart with labor, with work, with oppression. They fell down and there was none to help them. He allowed their decisions. He brought them into captivity for Israel. And sometimes he'll do the same thing for us. He tells us in scripture that um, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And so if I'm going to go the wrong direction as a Christian, well, you would anticipate at some point God's going to do something to get my attention to draw me back. And I believe, personally, I believe this is how it works. I think at first it's simple conviction. The Holy Spirit. Please understand, conviction and guilt are different. Guilt is Satan making us feel miserable for what we've done. Conviction is the Holy Spirit helping us to recognize our decision, but with a gentle pullback to say, please come back. There's no guilt. There's no browbeating. It's, it's a desire for us. There's a difference between your horrible person and, and reconciliation. And conviction is simple reconciliation. Agree with God. Acknowledge your wrong. Ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness is there. Everything is, go, is good. That's different. Guilt is how horrible are you and you can never overcome that. That's Satan. So I think that's the first step. And then sometimes God may be bringing people into your life to say, what's going on? Things seem different. And you know, oh man, I don't like that. We, we push away from that. Could be preaching, could be devotions, could be a friend coming alongside. But then if I continue to go wrong, then God will bring circumstances. And those circumstances might get more and more and more and more. And here's the point. It's not just a matter of, I don't want to go to church. These are rebellious decisions where I go this way. If your child that lives in your home continues to go the wrong way, you're going to try everything you can to help get them in the right direction. Now, if they're out of your home, it's different. But as a child of God, God knows if I keep going this direction, it's going to ruin my life. So he does everything. He, he, he does a lot of different things in my life that are not horrible like what I'm heading to, but tries to use these circumstances to bring me back before I go so far that my decisions are irreversible. That's what he's doing. So he brings us into these circumstances that he may literally use the word chastisement. He used punishment or discipline to bring, again, this is not the result of sin. This is our direction. He's going to try to bring us back. It's lovingly. But so that happens to Christians. But I believe this can also happen to the unsaved. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. I'm not going to say that God brings punishment to the unsaved because I don't believe he does that. He chastens whom he loves. That would be his family. Although he loves everyone, that is specifically pointed to the, to the church, the Christian family. But what I do believe is I do believe that God will use and maybe bring, because he, he's going he's gonna to bring conviction. He's the one that draws the heart of the unsafe to himself. He's the one that helps them to see their need more than just what this world can offer, more than just religion. So he will allow circumstances into their life, control, but allow them in so that the circumstances drive them to say there's got to be more than this and open their eyes to the truth of Jesus. Now, here's what happens when we see both of these. We see a level of circumstance to get the attention of the saved, uh, circumstances to help open the eyes of the unsaved. But here's what he says in verse number 13. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, in their trouble, in the midst of these circumstances, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness 
and the shadow of death and break their bands asunder. So he, 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 to the church, to the saved, he brought them there because it was a needful thing to help them recognize their circumstance so that they could call upon God and then God immediately brings them out of those circumstances and helps them to see. That doesn't mean all of our problems disappear, but it will take away these battles and give us the freedom to be able to begin to resolve these circumstances in our lives. And so he's allowed these things in and he will, okay, now we can begin the process of healing. So please understand, it's not immediate, okay? Because yeah, I've, I've had people say this, right? They've made some bad decisions, and because of these bad decisions, they find themselves in, a, in an unfavorable life situation, financially struggling, or health, or whatever it be. So they get this idea that if I come back to church, and I, and I just come back to church, and come back to God, and I, I do some religious things, that all of a sudden, God's going to eliminate all my problems, and a month later, I will have all the things I've ever wanted. There's nowhere in Scripture that says that's true. As a matter of fact, that's not going to happen at all. Now, if I come back, God may help me to recognize, hey, I got here because of my decisions, and he will advise me, and how I can take the necessary steps to work myself out of those circumstances. He will bring advisors and network and help, and he will bring people into my life to help me with those. But he's not just going to miraculously say, okay, you brought yourself into a financial situation, here's $100,000, or you brought you into a financial situation, here's healing. That's just not always how it's going to work. So when I come, he says, okay, I'm going to remove the things that have allowed you to get there. Now I'm going to give you the chance to be able to get out. So for the church, I get right with God, and then he places me in a path to be able to get out of my circumstance. He doesn't just get me out. He guides me out. For the saved, he brings me in, and he gives me a whole brand new life. Those unsaved coming in, he gives me a brand new life, a brand new beginning, a brand new direction. And so I see life and everything differently, and now I can start this new path where I follow God, and I can see him working in a way that nothing in this world has been able to offer. That's why in verse 15, we can say, Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron and asunder. He has eliminated all of these things that hold me. Because here's the problem. Church, Christians, unsaved. Our lives are not going to ever truly be fulfilled. As he said back in verse 9, satisfy my longing and filling the hungry soul with goodness. I will not enjoy that. I will not experience that without him. Religion cannot offer that. Church itself cannot offer that. Um, doing religious, spiritual things cannot offer that. Um, friends really cannot offer that. Life is created to come literally short of that fulfillment. It is only Jesus who can bring that fulfillment. And so whatever circumstance, whether he allowed us there or whether we're there by our own decisions, I will never truly find fulfillment outside of those things, outside of Jesus. So I must acknowledge that it's not me who gets me out. It's no one else's fault that I'm here. I must go, the key is not even how I got here. The key is how can I start the path to get out of here? And that is Jesus. And that is, but it's not just come to Jesus, problem solved. That's not the biblical way. I come to Jesus and then he says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will get day by day instruction. So if I come in and major financial ruin or whatever, hey, a year from now, I may find myself in a better place, but I will take these steps. What I recognize is if I don't see that he's the way out and I stay here, unfortunately, I'm just going to find my circumstance getting worse because he's the only answer to truly find fulfillment and help out and sustain that answer. Yeah, I can have good days without him, but true fulfillment, true sustaining joy 
only comes through Jesus. So let me encourage you to wherever you are, as he said in verse 13, they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distress. So just go to him. Go to him. He's not going to sit back and say, how dare you? I can't believe you did this. If you're a Christian, go to him and just get it right. Start your journey back. If you're unsaved, come to him because he can offer what is said in verse 9, satisfying the longing soul, filling the hungry with goodness. That's who he can. That's what he can do for you. That's what he wants to do for you. This different than religion, a relationship with him. And if, you, if you're looking and you've looked through religion, you've looked through church, you've looked through spiritual means and you've been unable to find it, you've missed the key. It's not those things, it's Jesus. And when you find Jesus and he will well open those things to you. May that be what you're looking for today. And I hope maybe today that be something that can be a help and encouragement to you. I tell you, thanks for joining us this morning, giving me a chance to be a part of your day and to share the truths of the Word of God with you just for a few moments. I hope it was a help. hope it was an inspiration. I hope it really draws you to Jesus and realizes that it's not church, religion, or those things that I need. I need Jesus. And may today draw you closer to Jesus in your walk with Him or maybe to see that He is the answer to the questions you can't seem to get answers to. Thanks for joining us today. We hope it was a help and hope again to see you again tomorrow.